0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Welcome, everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the Gulf Oil Companies in presenting another program in this series of reviews, musical comedies, and dramatic shows. Written, directed, and acted by the greatest names in Hollywood for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Tonight, it's a drama written by Charles Tazwell and directed by Victor Fleming. So welcome, all of you, to this week's golf program, The Screen Guild Show, with Adrian Ames, James Cagney... Andy Devine, Priscilla Lane, Donald Meek, Theodore Bonneltz, the
1: music of Oscar Bradley, and Hollywood's favorite master of ceremonies, George Murphy.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of the Gulf Oil Companies, I welcome you to another Screen Gill show, the motion picture star's own program. Tonight, it's a drama. The Hand of Providence, directed by Victor Fleming and written by Charles Taswell, under the musical direction of Oscar Bradley. The play, The Hand of Providence, is of two crooks and a lady. The lady, Jane Baker, is played by Priscilla Lane. Tony Barlow is James Cagney. Andy Devine will be heard as Blackie Knight. Donald Meek is lawyer Harvey, Harriet is played by Adrian Ames, and Theodore Van Elts will be heard as Ralph.
3: <laughs>
1: Attention all squad cars. Attention all squad cars. Black sedan, New Mexico license 4C2482, stolen from Santa Fe Station, Albuquerque, this morning. Repeat, black sedan, New Mexico license 4C2482. All Special news bulletin. Anthony Barlow, alias Tony Barlow, and James Knight, alias Blackie Knight, escaped from the custody of Special Officer Miles at Albuquerque this morning. These two convicted men are wanted for attempted robbery. Turn it On off, Thursday will I you, Tony? What are you worried about, Blackie? We're okay. Oh, if you call being in the middle of Kansas in a howling blizzard okay, then I'm a cross-eyed cockroach.
4: Well, you're not cross-eyed.
1: Huh? What'd you say?
4: i say it's a lot better than being cooped up in a hoose car, isn't it? Spell that. Fresh, fresh air. Hey, close up the window, Tony. Don't you know it's 10 below? Okay, okay. If we can make Kansas City by morning, we'll ditch the car there and head south. We ain't going to get to KC if this blizzard keeps up. The trouble with you, Blackie, is you're a pessimist. Huh? Now, I'm an optimist, and I've got reason to be. I've got something looking out for me. Oh, sometimes I think you're nuts, Tony. Nothing can happen to you as long as you're with Tony Barlow. You just say that 50 times a day.
1: That's what I was saying when the burglar alarm went off in that bank of New
4: Mexico. Yeah? Well, we, we were on the outside. If they caught you working on the safe, they'd have sent us up for five years instead of three. You're lucky.
1: Yeah, now we only get five years for jailbreaking us they catch us. But
4: they're not going to catch up with us. It's all in the hands of Providence.
1: Providence? Who is this Providence?
4: An old girlfriend of mine.
1: Oh, is, is that who you're always gabbing with when you're talking to yourself?
4: Yeah. We give each other a little mumbo-jumbo now, and then to straighten things out. She gives me some lucky breaks.
1: Well, you better ask her for one right now. Look up ahead.
4: hands. Head on. Lights. Tuning out across the snow
1: Well, well, don't slow down now
4: Step on that it, Tony That car's not moving Park. right across the, the road yeah, It's a cop Yeah, can I turn around? Not a chance it gets get stuck, sure We've got to shoot it out Here, slide over me, Blackie And take the oh, wheel What are you going to do, Tony? We're going through Cops and no cops Step on it, will you? We'll see if we can slide by Okay Hey, wait a minute Hold it, Blackie What?
1: Hold it the cops are dames. Oh, let's go. Dames is worse than cops. Oh, did I tell you it's a girl? Oh, look at Tony. We can't do nothing. For her. we got a hot car and the cops are right behind us. And we've got to give her a lift. She needs it. Oh, right now dames is poison. Poison or no poison, it's providence. Oh, providence, Chicago, Kansas City, it's no good. Shut up and open the door.
3: Hey, hey, Mister. What's the trouble? I'm stuck. My car won't move.
1: Hop in. Move over, Blackie. Give Lady a seat. In this car? Oh, sister, that's a hot seat.
4: Warm enough?
3: Yes. Yes, thanks, Mr. Uh...
4: Tony. That's Blackie at the wheel. Oh, hello.
3: He's not very happy, is he?
4: <laughs> no, he's always like that. He's a pessimist, afraid of what he doesn't expect.
3: Well, I guess he didn't expect me. I wasn't counting on no Jane. Well, that's funny. That's my name. Huh? Jane. Jane Baker.
4: Blackie's sort of a mind reader. Uh, how'd you happen to be driving in this blizzard?
3: I came through from Los Angeles. I've been on the road five days.
4: You must have been taking your time.
3: Oh, my car's an antique. I had three punctures, a blowout, and a bearing went bad outside Santa Fe. It was Providence you came along when you did.
4: Mm-hmm. Hear that, Blackie?
3: We're only about a mile and a half from my home.
4: Your folks will probably kill the fatted calf.
3: Well, I haven't any folks. That is close. Just Gramp. Gramp? My grandfather. He and my grandmother raised me. Then after grandmother died, I stayed on and kept house.
4: Gram's got a nice little farm, eh?
3: He used to be an engineer on the Kansas Central. The tracks go through the cut right over there. When they retired him to the farm, it almost broke his heart.
4: How'd you happen to leave him and go to L.A.?
3: Well, Gram thought I was wasting my life around here. I played the lead in my high school play. Mm,
4: I get it. Local gal makes Hollywood.
3: Oh, I hated it. I never got inside a studio gate.
4: But have faith in yourself. That's the only way you can get the breaks.
3: Well, I discovered I didn't want a break. All I wanted from Hollywood was to get back home.
4: You hear that, Blackie? Switch on the old story.
1: How you girls talk when you let down your back hair? (laughs) Quiet, From sunny California to a Kansas blizzard. I don't know, lady, but I know... Oh,
3: but you ought to see Grant's house in the summer. There are two big elms that shade the front yard. They're more than a hundred years old. And there's roses and, and a grape arbor. And a well so deep it talks back to you when you shout down it. It's the grandest place in the state of Kansas, or in the whole world.
4: Mm, that sounds perfect to me. Might be perfect for a hideout. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, uh, a vacation, eh, Blackie? Yeah, Blackie's got sense.
3: Well, slow down. We're almost there.
4: Tired, Blackie? Uh, tired nothing. I'm dead.
3: Why don't you stay over at Gramps until the plows come through to open the road? No,
1: thanks. What time will that be?
3: In the morning, about six.
1: Well? Oh, we got to push on. We could
4: make better time I in the morning.
3: Come Tony. Gramps and I will be glad to have you.
4: I tell you, we got to keep going. And get stuck in a snowbank, Blackie? Sitting there help us and waiting with some kind officer of the law to dig us out in the morning? Oh, yeah, but...
3: Then you'll stay?
4: If, uh, sure Gramps won't mind.
3: Why, of course not. Oh, there's the gate. There's a shed
1: back of the house where you can put your car. Oh nothing can happen to me as long as I'm with Tony Barlow. Nothing can happen to me as long as I'm with Tony Barlow.
3: To Gra? Oh Gra. Who is it? Is that you, Jane?
5: Jane, darling. Yes, Where father. have
6: you been? Didn't you get the telegram? Hello, Jane.
5: Lawyer Harvey, Ralph. Well, what are you all doing here? Is Grant sick? Sick. Do you mean to say you don't know?
6: Jane, dear, grandfather's dead.
3: Dead?
6: Yes. Yes, Miss Jane.
3: But but he can't be. I had a letter just...
6: Well, I know it was very sudden. Five days ago.
3: Well, but, Grant, he... Oh, crap.
6: What is this,
4: a convention? Come on, Tony, let's get out of here. No, no, wait. We can't walk out now, Blackie. No.
6: no, no, Miss Jane. I know it's a terrible shock. After
5: all, Jane, grandfather was 81.
6: 82, Harriet.
5: Grandfather lived a full, happy life of 81. 81,
6: now. 82. The man's dead. Oh, when was the old guy planted? <coughs> I mean, when was he buried? Three days ago, Mr. Uh... Uh, Black. Black like him
4: coffee.
3: Friends of yours, Jane? Oh, they... They were kind enough to pick me up when my car got stuck. Mr. Black and Mr.
4: Tone. Oh, sorry to come in at a time like this.
3: My cousins, Harriet and Ralph, and Lawyer Harvey. How oh, do you, you? do? The storm's so bad, I asked them to stay till the plows came through in the morning. How generous of you.
5: I didn't know then that Gramp was
3: wasn't here.
5: I'm afraid there's no place for them to sleep. I have the front bedroom. Well, I
6: took Gramps, and Lawyer Harvey has the middle room.
5: That leaves the back bedroom for you,
6: Jane. We can camp out here in the kitchen. That is, if it's, if it's okay with you.
5: Oh, of course.
6: Uh, what time should we get together in the morning, lawyer Harvey?
5: Ralph and I want the will read as soon as possible.
6: Uh, Wilson, the real estate man, found a buyer for the property. He wants to see us at two.
5: You're not going to sell Gramps' house. It's not Gramps' house now, Jane. It's Ralph's and mine.
6: But Wilson says he can get a fair price for it.
5: But but it's always
3: been lived in by us bakers. You, you just can't turn it over to some outsider. I...
6: Uh, <laughs> pardon me... I think I understand how Jane feels. You see, Mr. Baker always told me he wanted Jane to have this place. He didn't say so in the will, lawyer Harvey. No, but after all... Now,
5: grandfather wasn't fond of you, Jane. He took care of you while he lived. He mustn't feel badly because he didn't mention you in his will.
6: And since he never made a new oh, one... Oh, I, uh... I
3: don't, I don't. But can't you wait to sell a house, Harriet? It seems like...
6: We must dispose of our inheritance as we see fit, Jane. Excuse me, will you? Uh, I, I know I really don't belong
4: here, but... Might I ask a question?
5: Yes, Mister Tone.
4: Uh, Graham's been alone here for a, quite a while, hasn't he? How do you know he didn't draw, draw up a new will and mention Jane?
5: Lawyer Harvey would know if he had.
6: Well, uh, <clears throat> well, uh, no, he didn't, Mister Tone. Uh, Mister Baker several uh, appointments made, but to, to draw up a new testament. But, uh, well, he was like that. If it rained, he couldn't get in, uh, into town. And if the sun shone, he just couldn't let anything interfere with his fishing. Uh, where's the old will? Down at the bank? No, it's been locked in a safe in the kitchen for ten years. No one's touched it. Not even Grant. You mean the safe hasn't been opened? For ten years? It couldn't be opened. Why not?
5: Because, Mr. Tone, grandfather was a whimsical man. He bought the safe at an auction.
6: He didn't have the combination for the lock, but uh, he kept his will and his bonds in and it. Did you say bonds? Yes. Are the uh, bonds worth anything? About 5000 I imagine. Grandfather bought one a year for nest eggs.
5: Is there any more family data we've neglected to give you?
1: Uh-huh. Are they still in there?
5: Yes. Uh-huh. Poor Grandfather shut the door one day and it locked. He was never able to get it open again. I'll
1: make you a proposition, Harriet. I... Please.
5: Jane, how long did you say you've known these gentlemen?
6: Uh, J- tell me, did you uh, help Grant make the will a hobby? No, no, Mr. Tone. Uh, that was uh, done before I came here. Old Benson wrote it out by hand. He's gone now, poor soul, along with Dobie Ames and Cal Corbett, who witnessed it. A fine lawyer, Benson. He's made all the wills in the county for 50 years.
5: Isn't it getting a bit nostalgic in here? Ralph, bring the lamp. I'm going to bed.
6: Well, I think I'll go, too. Oh, uh, the locksmith will be out at 9 o'clock in the morning to open the safe. So at my age, the All right, all the windows... right, lawyer Harvey. <clears throat> Come on. Good night. Good night, everybody. Mighty
1: night. night.
4: Good night. Uh, you better go out and drain the radiator of the car, Blackie. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd better take an ice pick. It probably froze up starting that dame's heart.
4: Go on, go on, go on.
1: Okay,
3: okay, Tony. Oh, listen. Hear that?
4: Train, listen.
3: When I was little, I used to wait for Grant's train every afternoon over by the cut. Pretty soon, it'd come swinging along. Grant would wave, and the whistle would blow. Just
4: like that. I kind of think I'd have liked Gramp.
3: Oh, everybody did.
4: Oh, too bad about the will in the house. I can't see why Gramp left everything to Ralph and Harriet.
3: Well, they were Gramp's first grandchildren. When they were little, he must have been terribly proud of them.
4: I wouldn't give him much now. Any idea what you'll do? No. That's tough. Tough for a girl. A guy can always get along somehow. I'm sorry we busted in at a time like this.
3: Oh, I'm glad you were here. Gramp would be, too. It'd be pretty bad with just Ralph and Harriet in the house. You're Gramps' kind of folks.
4: Thanks. Well, good night. Good night.
3: I, I'll see you in the morning?
4: Yeah, sure. We'll be here.
3: The snow snowplows will be through early, but uh, you'll stay
4: for breakfast. Oh, yes, yes. We'll stay if we if we don't wake up too early. Jimmy,
3: it's Christmas.
4: Uh, it's cold. I'll bet it's 20 below.
3: Good night, Mr. Blackie.
4: Uh, good night. Gosh,
1: Tony, I nearly froze my hands. I couldn't hardly hold on to the flashlight to see what I was doing.
4: Well, stop warming them up. Huh? Start warming them up. What do you mean? Listen, Blackie, there's a safe in this house that hasn't been open for ten years. And it's got $5,000 worth of bonds in it. Does that mean anything to you? Mean anything? Why, that's a perfect setup. That's where you're wrong, Blackie. Warm up those fingers. This isn't a setup. This is Providence.
2: The curtain has just fallen on the first act of The Hand of Providence, written by Charles Tazwell and directed by Victor Fleming.
0: And now, is John Connie. The traffic signs you see along the roadside are usually put there because they contribute to your safety. Well, in somewhat the same way, your good golf dealer has put up a special sign, one that has to do with safety also, the safety of your automobile engine. Now, this sign says, Do It Now. And it means change your motor oil now to fresh Gulf Pride motor oil of the right seasonal grade. You see, Gulf Pride motor oil gives you extra engine protection. It's made differently from all other oils, refined from 100% pure Pennsylvania crude, not by conventional methods alone, but also by the patented AlClor process that Gulf alone can use. So keep your eyes open for the Do It Now sign. Play safe and change to Gulf Pride the motor oil that works wonders of lubrication.
2: The curtain is about to rise again on the second act of our Gulfstream Guild play, The Hand of Providence, starring James Cagney, Adrian Ames, Priscilla Lane, Andy Devine, Donald Meek, and Theodore Von Elf.
5: Good morning, everybody. Good
4: morning, Harriet.
5: You still here, Mr. Blackie? Yeah,
6: sorry, but we're still waiting for that snowplow. I called the highway department that night. Uh, What'd they say? They assured me the road would be open by 10 o'clock at the latest, Mr. Black. 10 now. Well, we ought to be traveling. Is the coffee hot Jane? Yes. Goodness,
5: who's that? Tony!
6: It it might be Carl. It's
5: probably another friend of Jane's.
1: I'll go.
4: Who's Carl? The locksmith. Oh.
1: Morning. Morning, ma'am.
4: Come in, Carl. Good
1: morning,
4: Harvey. Gosh, I'm late, but I come along right behind the plow. And the road's open? As far as here, they're working toward the main highway. Well, I guess we better follow them.
1: Can't you wait just a little?
4: I'm afraid not, Jane. It's important we get to Kansas City.
1: Yeah, very important.
4: The sheriff's car was stuck down the road. He's following along behind the plow. Oh. I guess we could wait a little bit, Jane. Uh, yeah, I guess we could.
6: Uh, come right in the kitchen, Carl. That's where the safe is. Come on, Harriet. Ralph. Jane. Uh, don't
4: look so good, does it, Tony? We're still all right if we stay here till the sheriff gets out of the way. Yeah,
6: if we'd have just kept
4: on going instead of stopping here last night. If we had, we might have been stuck in the same drift as the sheriff. Come on, let's see how they make doing with the safe.
6: Look here, my good man. You've been working on, on that safe for an hour. We
5: haven't got all
6: day.
1: Haven't you ever opened his safe before? He's a rank amateur, Harry, isn't What was that, Mr. Black?
4: Don't criticize something you know nothing about, Blackie. Uh,
1: Yeah, excuse me.
4: Uh, I think I almost got it, lawyer Harvey.
1: Yep. Yeah,
6: she's open. And about time. Well, everything seems to be just as Mr. Baker left it ten years ago. Let's. Let me see now. Mm. Ah, the, this looks as though it might be the will. Yes, yes, Mr. Baker's handwriting. I couldn't mistake that in a hundred years. Could you, Ralph? No, that's his, all right. <gasps> yes, yes, indeed. And here. Here's where old Dobie Ames and Cal Corbett witnessed. I it. think <laughs> you have verified the paper sufficiently, Lawyer Harvey. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed, Ralph. Now, let me see. <clears throat> Be it known by all present that I, Daniel C. Baker, are uh, being jump of down to the middle, mind. Come hmm? Oh, all right, Miss Harriet. <clears throat> Here we are. Uh, to my dear granddaughter Harriet, whom I have never liked, what? believing her to be a vain, stupid, empty-headed, selfish female. The idea! And not worth two hoots on a switch engine whistle. I
5: don't believe it.
6: I'm, I'm only reading what it says, Miss Harriet. <clears throat> Uh, to Harriet, I leave the sum of one dollar, and I hope she loses that down a grating on her way home from my funeral. It's incredible. Very unfortunate, Harriet. Go on, lawyer Hart. <clears throat> uh, to my dear grandson, Ralph, <clears throat> who was, has never given a moment of his time or a cent of his money to any but his own selfish interests. What does he mean?
4: He means you don't like you either.
6: And who I firmly believe will grow more selfish as the years go on. I don't believe it. I also leave the sum of one dollar, which I confidently expect he will keep. Let me see that paper. <laughs> it's, it's just as Mr. Baker wrote it, Mr. If, if he were alive, I, I, I'd bring him into court. To my dear granddaughter Jane. Me?
5: Why, but I thought... To
6: Jane, whose unselfish devotion brightened my last years, I leave my house and the remainder of my estate and my own eternal devotion. Signed, Daniel C. Baker, engineer, retired.
5: Jane gets everything? Are you sure? Are you sure that's what Grant wrote lawyer Harvey?
6: He tricked us. He had the safe opened and changed his will.
5: Leading us to believe all this time...
6: We'll break the will. We'll break so, it. Oh, oh! I, I don't think I would do that, Mr. Rell. But, lawyer Harvey, Gramp always told it me. It must have been one of Gramp's little jokes, Miss Jane. Jokes? <laughs> Harriet, we won't wait for that afternoon express. We'll take the noon local.
5: I shall consult my own lawyer as soon as I get home.
6: And I shall certainly consult mine. Hmm.
4: They seem kind of upset. Yeah,
6: that dame was always upset. Miss Jane, I'm I'm glad it turned out this way. Oh, now about the bonds. Oh, dear me, I don't I don't seem to see them.
4: They fell out of the safe and Blackie picked them up. Didn't you, Blackie?
6: Huh? Oh,
1: oh, oh, did I?
6: Come on, Blackie. Come on.
1: Okay, there you are. Two,
4: six,
6: eight, nine, nine. There were ten. Weren't there, Blackie? Yeah, ten. See, ten. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Um. I'll take care of these, Miss Jane, until the will is probated. Now, now, where did I leave my briefcase? Oh, yes, yes, in the parlor. Excuse me?
4: Well, I I guess we better shove off, too, Jane. Get the car and bring it around front, Blackie.
1: Yeah, I filled the radiator early.
3: Sure hope it ain't froze up. You really have to go? I mean, the roads are still pretty bad.
4: We can get through to Kansas City.
3: Is that where you live?
4: No, no, Blackie and I don't live anywhere. I guess we're what you'd call rolling stones.
3: Don't you get tired rolling?
4: Sure, once in a while, but you see, a stone hasn't much choice. Once it starts to go, it's hard to stop.
3: But the only way it can roll is downhill.
4: That's right. With a dull thud at the bottom, maybe. But I'm not kicking. Life isn't much fun if you know all the answers ahead of time.
3: You know, you're a lot like Gramp. He was a rolling stone, too, when he was young. But then he came here and stopped rolling. You see, there aren't any hills in Kansas.
4: Hmm, Gramp was lucky. And maybe he wasn't traveling as fast as Black and me. I've been on the move ever since I was 14. Just a punk kid starting off to be a big shot. But, uh, I didn't have enough ammunition.
3: Where did you start from?
4: Well, Chicago. Instead of two elms in the front yard, we had a couple of six geraniums on the fry escape. Yeah, and for a well to hollow down, we had an air shaft right outside the kitchen window. If you shouted down that, it answered you back in half a dozen different languages. Now, there isn't much about a place like that to keep a kid at home. If I had a kid, I'd want him to have a house like this. Something you'd be proud of. That way, he'd never want to take after his old man and start rolling.
3: Well, if if you ever stop somewhere, will you let me know? Why? I'll write to you.
4: You mean that? On the level?
3: On the level. Will you?
4: Yeah, sure. Why not? If I get a chance, I might send you a postcard sometime.
3: I'll answer it, Tony.
4: That'll be swell. Only don't count on it too much. Maybe quite a while before I get around to it. How long? Hmm? Might be five years.
3: Well, that's not so long.
4: The best thing you can do is to forget all about me. Forget I've ever been here.
3: Well, you'll be back this way.
4: No, no. It isn't likely. Before I do, you'll be married to some nice farmer.
3: No. I'll be waiting.
4: If you have any sense, you won't be. <laughs> There's Blackie. Well, goodbye. And good luck, Jane.
6: Goodbye. Well, I'll get back to town, Jane. Who, who's that leaving? Mr. Tone and Mr. Black? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't get to say goodbye. Nice boy.
3: Yes, he... I mean, they were. Yeah, and see you tomorrow, Jane. Goodbye, lawyer Harvey.
1: Morning, Harvey.
6: Good morning, Sheriff. Anything wrong? Yeah.
1: We're looking for two fellas that ditched the police on the main road last night. Tony Barlow and Blackie Knight.
6: What are they wanted for?
1: Black, he's a safe cracker.
6: Ain't a safe maid. He can't open. And Mr. Tone, I mean uh, Tony Barlow?
1: He's a forger. He can write your name and you'll swear on a stack of Bibles you wrote it yourself. Ooh. Have you seen a strange car go by, Harvey? Why,
6: no, no, I haven't, Sheriff.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get him. Turn around, George. So long, oh, Harvey. So long.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> a safe cracker and a forger! <laughs> grandpa always did pick
1: the strangest friends.
4: (laughs) Hello, Blackie. Say, where you been, Tony? Back having coffee with the brakeman.
1: Yeah, and I've been hiding like an ostrich ever since we ditched the car and hopped this rattler. How come the brake such a
4: softy? He's a crapshooter. On my last natural, using my dice, I won free and undisputed transportation to the end of his run. Oh, where's that? Albuquerque. Oh, but that's where we come from yesterday. That's where we
1: ditched the special officer.
4: Yeah, this train going back there seems almost like
1: problems, doesn't it? Oh, there you go again. Come on, let's get off of here. Come on, we're slowing down.
4: You get off, Flaggy. I'm going along to the end of the run.
1: Oh, are you nuts? You'll go back to Albuquerque, and they'll grab you and pin five
4: years on you. That's not a lifetime. You can do a lot of things after that. Such as what? Oh, sit in the shade of an elm tree a hundred years old. Or holler down a well that'll answer you back. Oh, I always knew you was nuts. Come on, Tony. Are you getting off or ain't you? Nope, I'm staying on, Blackie. So long, and good luck.
1: No, doggone it. Go on, go on, jump, Blackie. No, I can't do it. Why not? Can't you see your Providence dame is holding on to my coattails? You got me screwy, too. You
4: mean you're going to Albuquerque?
1: Oh, sure. Give me those dice. I ain't myself. I'm going to roll that breaky for a strong cup of coffee.
4: Well, Gramp, I hope you like the way we fix things. Maybe it wasn't according to Hoyle, but you kind of messed things up pretty bad yourself, didn't you? You couldn't help it. We all make mistakes. That's why we got to look for the hand of Providence to sort of clean things up for us. See what I mean? And uh, it's okay, Gramp? Okay. Okay, Gramp. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Adrian Ames, James Cagney, Andy Devine, Priscilla Lane, Donald Meek, and Theodore Von Elts for a swell Gulf Screen Guild Show. Just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, James Cagney will return. But first, a word from John
0: Connie. Thank you, George Murphy. Ladies and gentlemen, most of us like to do a job right, even when it takes more time. But when you're lucky enough to have a job that can be done right without taking the slightest bit more time, or trouble either, and you certainly don't want to hesitate. And that's the way it is with your regular spring motor oil change. When you drive into your good golf dealers and ask for Gulf Pride Motor Oil, you can be sure that you're getting the job done right because you're getting a motor oil that gives you the right kind of engine protection. Gulf Pride Motor Oil comes from a special kind of crude oil, 100% pure Pennsylvania. It's refined a special way by the patented Alclor process. The result is a specially tough and durable lubricant, one that we honestly believe will save you money in the long run. So, look for the Do It Now sign at your good golf dealers and change to Golf Pride Motor Oil.
4: George. Oh, George Murphy. Yes, Jim. Speaking of myself and the members of tonight's cast, I'd like to say we're glad to contribute our services to the Motion Picture Relief Fund. These Sunday golf shows are making it possible for us to build a home for those members of the industry who can no longer provide for themselves.
2: Thank you, Jimmy. Speaking for the Gulf oil companies and the Gulf dealers, I'd like to say we think it's mighty fine of the actors, the directors, and the writers of Hollywood to contribute the money that would ordinarily receive for these broadcasts to such a worthy cause, the Motion Picture Relief Fund.
4: Who's going to be here next week, Georgie? Oh,
2: great show next week, Jim. It's a review starring Gary Cooper, Deanna Durbin, Patsy Kelly, and Park Your Carcass. I'll be listening. Good night, everybody. Good night, Jim, and thanks very much for coming. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, next week, same time, same station, the good golf dealer in your neighborhood joins the Gulf Oil Companies in welcoming you to another Screen Gill Show with Gary Cooper, Deanna Durbin, Patsy Kelly, and Park Your Carcass. Till then, this is George Murphy saying thank you for the Gulf Oil Companies for the motion picture industry. Good night.
0: We are grateful to MGM for George Murphy, to Warner Brothers for Priscilla Lane, who just completed Family Reunion, and for James Cagney, soon to be seen in Each Dawn I Die. The Universal Pictures for Andy Devine and Theodore Von Els, who is soon to be seen in The Sun Never Sets. Adrian Ames will soon be seen in Republic's All the Tomorrows. We are also grateful to 20th Century Fox for Donald Meek, who has just completed The Young Mr. Lincoln. A selection snug as a bug in a rug is from the motion picture The Gracie Allen Murder Case. This is John Conti speaking for golf. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.